we expect this year? We expect happy ending this year. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we expect happy ending this year. Because that is the word of God. We expect happy ending this year. And so you are going to say, Father, say, Father, I will end this year with joy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Certainly, I'm going to have a happy ending. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, Lord, I'm asking Jehovah Lord that I will have a happy ending. I will have a happy ending this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because your word made us to understand that the end of a thing is better than the beginning thereof. I will have a beautiful ending even this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, my God, I appreciate you. I am grateful to you. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, King of glory. Lord, I know, Jehovah Lord, that there is nothing that is hard for you to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I know you will see to it that I have a happy ending. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, precious Father. Thank you, King of glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, since the beginning of the month, we have been asking God to give us joy. And repeatedly, I led us to pray this prayer about Sarah, who said that the Lord has made me to laugh. And he said, those who hear will laugh with me. Now, there are many of us that have been expecting some celebration in our lives. And it appeared that it will never happen. Now, we serve a God who can do all things, even things that men are taught were not possible anymore. He will do it. Remember that gentleman, they met with him, they said, don't you want to get well? He said, I have no man, because he had actually lost hope. He had lost hope, but the Lord that does not allow, the Lord, the Bible says that Christ in us, the hope of glory. No, there is no lost hope in Christ. And so, as long as we hope in him, it will, it will rise up for us in Jesus' mighty name. And so we go back to that prayer. We're going to say, Father, say, Father, make me to laugh and cause people to join me in this laughter. Bring people to celebrate with me. The things that make for celebration that I've been expecting for such a long time. The things that make for celebration that I've desired for such a very long time. My Father, my God, just as you answer Sarah, and Lord Almighty, the thing that he had, she had been asking you for such a long time, you did it and you made her to laugh. Even the name of the child is laughter. And you caused people to laugh along with her. My Father, my God, Lord, I'm asking Jehovah Lord, that you will give me my own Isaac also, and you will cause me to laugh, that people will laugh along with me. People will celebrate and rejoice with me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will cause me to laugh. You will cause me to laugh. And people will laugh with me. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your word made us to understand that weeping may endure for the night. You say, joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. My morning of joy is breaking. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is only a matter of time 
my money of joy is breaking. You will cause me, O Lord, to have joy in the place of sorrow. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you, precious God. We give you praise, we exalt your holy name, for we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's commit today's Bible study to the hands of the Almighty. Let's ask that the Spirit of God will come and teach us himself. The Bible says the letter kills, the Spirit gives life. He said, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. If we don't have the Spirit of God, all that we'll be talking will just be gibberish. But when we have the Spirit of God, the word will come alive in our lives and it will produce good results, good fruits in our lives. And so let's say, Father, say, Father, we commit this Bible study to your hands. Let your Spirit come and teach us himself. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask that the Spirit of God will come down and cause us to learn things that will be of eternal value to us, things that will make us to become like Christ himself. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, things that will produce good character, good virtue, Christian virtues in us. My Father, my God, Lord, I ask, O Lord, that you please, O Lord, let the Spirit of God come and teach us tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit of God, we invite you. Take your place, O Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let's pray for our brethren that are on their way. Let's ask that the Lord will bring them here safely. Some of them are coming from their offices. The Lord will clear the way for them. There will not be any accident whatsoever. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord will bring them here safely. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray, let's pray. Father, we commit our brethren that should be here. My Father, my God, Lord, that are on their way. Father, bring them here safely yourself. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bear them on eagles' wings, O Lord, this night. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, Lord, we ask, O Lord, that you will bring them safely. No evil, no accident whatsoever will be on their part in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Our Father and our God, the Almighty, we want to thank you. Lord, we thank you so much, O Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for this last day of the month of November. Thank you for making it possible for us to be alive. And we're not just alive, we are well. We can move our body, we can move our hands. Father, we are well. Father, we're not taking your kindness for granted. We say, Lord, that we are grateful to you, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Our Father and our God, Lord, we trust you, O Lord, to do all that you are able to do, that you want to do, rather. All that you are purposed to do in our lives within the next 31 days of this year, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, you, O Lord, that was able to remove the siege against Samaria in just 24 hours. You have so much time to do what you need to do. Father, we surrender ourselves unto you. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will visit us, O oh Lord, with that your miracle that you have purposed for us before the end of this year in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are asking Jehovah as the time begins to tick and Lord, days, O oh Lord, are running. We want to ask, O oh Lord, that there will not be any carryover in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What you have determined to do this year, whatever it is that has not allowed you to do it, you take it out of the way. You do what you want to do in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We ask, O oh Lord, by your mercy, by your mercy, by your mercy, you will do what you have purposed to do in our lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By close of this year, O oh Lord, you will cause us to have a happy ending indeed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this study. We trust, O oh Lord, that the Spirit of God will come as usual and help us to learn. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, glory be to your holy name. For we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. I said God bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Now, who will help us to read? Who will re read um, Galatians chapter 5, verses 23 to 22, rather, to 23? Who is reading for us? Hallelujah. Joy, peace, long-suffering. Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, I also like somebody to read um, James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Verses 7 and 8. James chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband man waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, um, last week in our study of this uh, Christian character that is known as the fruit of the Spirit, we consider the fruit of the Spirit peace. And we said peace is tranquility. Peace is harmony both with God and our fellow men. And we did say that peace is not necessarily the absence of conflict because we have realized that even Jesus himself said that in this world we will have tribulations. And so since we cannot wish tribulations away and yet we need to have peace in this world, it therefore means that we will not be expecting the peace to be the, the, the complete absence of conflicts, but rather it is the ability to cope with the conflict, and that is peace. Peace also is a presence of God in the midst of our conflicts, in the midst of our trouble. We have the presence of God. 
Peace is also knowing that God is in control. And so this is a kind of peace that you have that Paul the Apostle described as being beyond understanding. Okay? And so the, what I usually use to describe it is the bush that is burning and yet the bush was not consumed. You know the story where uh, Moses went at the backside of the desert and uh, he noticed that there was a, you know, there was, um, you know, the burning of the bush. And he noticed that the, the leaves were not consumed. You know, so that is the way I see this piece that passes all understanding. You, you, there's so much trouble, yet you are not consumed. And so that is when you know that God is in control. When you see God in the presence of your conflict, that is what is described as real peace. And so today we shall consider the fourth Christian character of the fruit of the Spirit as outlined by Apostle Paul. And that is the fruit of the long-suffering. Somebody say long-suffering. Can you say it again? Long-suffering. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, what is long-suffering? The word lost suffering is made up of two Greek words that is translated as long one and temper the second. Two words. One word is translated long and the other, I just don't want to bore you with all those Greek and all that. And the other is translated temper. And so it literally really means long-tempered. And we know we talk about those who are short-tempered, those who can get angry easily. You understand? Okay, so the long-suffering is a direct opposite of the, those that are short-tempered because long-suffering means long-tempered. Now, to be long-suffering then is to have self-restraint when one is provoked to anger, to be able to restrain oneself when one is facing provocation. Now, a person that is long suffering does not immediately, you know, pay back or punish the person, the offender. Rather, he has a long fuse, a long fuse and patiently forbears. I recall some time ago, one guy that used to be. A, a minister in Nigeria was speaking, um, he was harassing one uh, journalist, and he said, I have a long fuse. It was, <laughs> it was the one that was even talking about. Somebody should have been describing him as having a long fuse, and he should be saying, no, 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 don't, be, don't describe it like that. Because any time that I lose my temper, I feel like, ah, why did I do that? I feel bad. And so he should be the one that should be saying, don't describe me like that, but he was the one that was describing himself. He was actually glorying in something that is negative. Even people that are unbelievers, they think it's not okay to lose your temper just anyhow. Okay? Okay, so somebody that is long suffering does not immediately, you know, uh, pay back or retaliate an offender. He will not punish, rather... It has a long fuse. And to be long-suffering is to have the capacity to endure what is difficult or disagreeable without complaining. The truth is this. 
it's it, 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 not something that is very easy. You understand? But it is something that the grace that is given to certain people, you understand? Especially those of us that are those uh, people that are that call themselves Christians because they have the spirit of God. So to be long-suffering is to have capacity to endure, you know, with what is difficult or disagreeable without complaining. Other words used for long-suffering in the Bible are patience. And so you will find some translation will say patience in the place of long-suffering. And you will find some translation will speak about God. And it will say it's slow to anger. Okay, so we have that. Now... We move on. God is long-suffering. God is long-suffering because that is part of his character. And there are quite a number of scriptures that make that very clear to us. Exodus chapter 34, for instance, verse 6 says, And the Lord passed, I mean, passed, by, passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. Now, if you read that in NIV translation, it says, and he passed in front of Moses, is God, proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger. Okay, so in the NIV and some other translation, you will read it as slow to anger. But in the King James, it says long-suffering. Praise the name of the Lord. And so that is the nature of God. The nature of God is to be long-suffering. We're going to find out why. In Numbers chapter 14, verses 18 to 20. Numbers chapter 14, verses 18 to 20. The Bible says, the Lord is long-suffering and of a great mercy. And so you see, the, the long-suffering of God is because of his mercy. The Lord is long-suffering and of a great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the father upon the children upon the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of these people according unto the greatness of thy mercy, and as thou hast forgiven these people from Egypt even until now and the Lord said I have pardoned according to thy word God is long suffering and so when the people did something that should normally make him to judge them very harshly the moment Moses began to you know um, appeal to him he immediately said cool I have pardoned them now that should say something to us that that is our God and all is waiting for us to do anytime that we err, anytime that we do something wrong, all is waiting for us to do is to say, I am sorry. And you move on. Praise the name of the Lord. I was just telling somebody recently, I was telling my son, I was telling him about, you know, how God uh, helped us and why we should be open to him. Many years back, somebody who was working for NDIC, I think NDIC, yes, working for NDIC, the people that regulate bank, are they NDIC? Oga Banker. He's <laughs> not, not listening. Okay. Working for NDIC, you know, when they go to do their work in the banks, they are not supposed to take favor from the banks. And because it means that they will 
compromise. It will mean that the favor will make them to compromise that they are not going to be able to do what they are meant to do. Okay. Okay, so this lady went to a, um, on an assignment in a bank, and whilst he got the opportunity to talk to somebody very important there, I now spoke for, I think, her husband or somebody. Okay, so the husband got a job in the bank and all that. And somebody that was trying to do her in, somebody that hated her, that was, had been looking for opportunity to nail her, now used the thing against her. And they were actually, they had prepared everything to sack her. And she just managed to come to church and she mentioned it to me. And so whilst we were trying to pray, it just came to my heart and I just asked her, would you know any reason why you think God may not answer our prayer? I don't know why I asked her that question. Would you know any reason why God may not answer our prayers? And she looked and looked and looked and said, actually, and she now explained what she did. I said, now, that is good. It is for us to go to God and say, God, we messed up. We, that's the way I pray. We messed up. We messed up very badly. So what do you now do? There is mercy with you. And so that was the simple prayer that we prayed. God, your daughter messed up very badly. And the truth is this. Those people, they have every reason to nail her. But since she's your daughter, I think you are going to let her off the hook. Please come and do it. And how they scattered the whole thing, nobody knew. And that's how the matter was resolved. And she came back to give testimony. And so that is God for you. All he's waiting for us to do, because he's long-suffering. He's just waiting for us to return to him and all that. That is his nature. In Psalm 86, verse 15, that Psalm 86, verse 15, the Bible says, I read from the NIV translation, it says, but you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abundant in love and faithfulness. Okay, so that is our God for you. Our God is long-suffering. God is patient with sinners. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says that God's patience leads to our repentance. It is because he's patient. That's why we're allowed repentance. And he did not strike us down. You know, the moment we heard. The Bible says, it's goodness and forbearance and long-suffering. Not knowing that the goodness of God leaded thee to repentance. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans chapter 9 verse 22 also points out that only God's patience prevents him from destroying what the Bible describes as the object of his wrath. That is those who deserve his wrath. He said only his patience, you know, the Bible says, what if God, although choosing to show his wrath and make his power known, bore with great patience, he bore with great patience the object of his wrath, prepared for disruption. People that are actually um, object of his uh, anger, he shows them patience. And Paul highlighted that he was out of the mercy and the long suffering of God that God spared him. And he described himself as the worst sinner. It was out of the immense patience, immense lost suffering that made God to spare him one that was actually a, the worst sinner. Peter pointed out 
the patience of God in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 20. And he said that God was patient with the evil people of Noah's day, and he delayed judgment for as long as he could. For such a long time, he delayed judgment until nobody accepted his, um, his uh, 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 say deliverance except for the eight people that entered into the ark. God, by his patience, gives people time to be saved. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, the Bible says, and remember, our Lord's patience gives people time. to." Be. I'm reading from New Living Translation. New Living Translation says, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Praise God. So, when, because that is the nature of God, long-suffering is the nature of God, so when a person becomes born again, he receives the very life of God and he receives the divine nature of God. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, the Bible says, through this he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. You, you participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desire. And so we have, by being born again, we have the divine nature of God. The Spirit of God comes to indwell a believer. And this Spirit of God directs the believer. And when a believer obeys the direction of the Spirit of God, it will produce, among other fruit in his life, long-suffering. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, we, it is now expected that every believer should manifest this character. And I want to tell you something. Every believer gets something, gets this thing in them. The moment we become born again. However, it is how we now develop it. You understand? That's what, that's what, what would make it to be more manifest in the life of my dear sister here, more than the life of another person. It is how we develop it. We have it. We have it in us. But it has to be developed, as we are going to see as we go on. We have it. It has to be developed. And so, it is the, the degree to which we surrender unto God that this fruit of the Spirit develops in, in us. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, every believer should manifest this character called long-suffering. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. The Bible says, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering. That's an instruction that is given to the people of Ephesians. Say, the Christians, they say, with long-suffering for bearing one another in love. Okay, so now Paul was saying there that believers there should manifest the long-suffering, the, 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 the fruit of the love-suffering. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 11, Colossians chapter 1, verse 11, the Bible says, Strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience, and love-suffering with joyfulness. Praise God. It says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, verse 12, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and what? Long-suffering. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, the God's long-suffering that we have seen 
should also be a model to us as Christians. Praise God. Now, I have told you this before. Not even God. I see human beings, and I see them manifesting certain traits, certain Christian virtues, and I desire to be like them. I've told you about a guy that we were working on the same brands before many years back, and uh, he's not even a pastor. He's not even a pastor. Nothing, nothing destabilizes him. Nothing. And I began to convert that, 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 that kind of peace. Nothing, nothing rattles him. Nothing ruffles him. Praise God. So, now, we are talking about human beings. What about God? So, if we see that God manifests love suffering, and we see the apostle of old manifesting love suffering, and we see Jesus Christ manifesting love suffering, now, it should be modeled to us to also try to manifest patience. You know, when, when, when people try our patience and treat us wrongly and cause us to suffer, we, we will just to, you know, as we have seen God, as we have, we have seen Jesus Christ, we're also to wait and be patient and not repay bad with and repay their bad with good, rather. Praise God. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24 tells us to put off our old self, which belong to our former manner of life that is corrupt. And that we're supposed to, you know, renew our spirit. We're supposed to operate differently from the way we used to operate. The, the, the opposite of long-suffering is not only impatience, because we have said that long-suffering, another word for long-suffering is patience. And, but the opposite of long-suffering is not only impatience. There are some other things that will happen because of impatience. The opposite of long-suffering is also agitation. The opposite of long-suffering is discouragement. The opposite of long-suffering is irrita irritability or irritableness. The opposite of long-suffering is resistance. The opposite of long-suffering is anger. The opposite of long-suffering is desire to revenge. If one is not long-suffering, one may become irritable. <coughs> one, can, one, may become, one may get easily agitated. <laughs> and you can become discouraged if you are not long-suffering. You can get angry at the slightest provocation if you're not long-suffering. But God does not want his children to live like this. He doesn't want us to be agitated at the slightest, uh, you know, push. John, John chapter 14 verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. He said, Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Don't get agitated. God does not want us to get agitated. God wants to dispel discouragement and replace it with hope and praise. Psalm 42, verse 5. He said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? 
and why art thou disquieted in me? He said, Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. God does not want us to be downcast. He doesn't want us to be discouraged. He wants us to be encouraged. He wants us to keep hope alive. And we're also not to avenge ourselves. Rather, we are to love others. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. The Bible says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Also in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. The Bible says, Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Okay, the Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Now, how do we grow? In long suffering. Just as we have said repeatedly since we started this study, we have said it that now all these fruits of the Spirit, uh, we don't just start manifesting them uh, overnight. You know, it, it, it grows on our hair. Yes, that's the right word. It grows on us. It grows on us. And like I said earlier, so that's the reason why you will find some people will manifest certain fruit much more than some other people. It is because they have grown in that area more than the, some other people. Praise the name of the Lord. Long suffering also does not develop overnight. So it requires time and it requires effort. And so we're go, just going to go through some of the ways that we grow long suffering. Number one, by God's power and His Spirit. We have said so much about the Spirit of God. It is, this fruit is the fruit of the Spirit. And so it is the degree that we allow the Spirit of God to operate in us that will determine how much of it we have. It is the fruit of the Spirit. And so we grow it by God's power and His Spirit. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. It was Paul that was praying for the, the Colossian church. And uh, he said, that ye might walk worthy. That's the prayer. He said, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Now it says, it is the Spirit of God that will strengthen us, that will empower us, you understand, to be able to grow in that fruit that is called the that is called long suffering. Number two, we grow long suffering through trials. If you noticed, you will remember, you will remember that there are some things that you thought were not possible. Ah, if this thing happened, ah, I would die. Ah, it's not possible. Can I go through it? And you have noticed that you have gone through it several times over. 
And so when another one is coming, this one will pass. That is how it works. I don't know, what you, I don't know whether you understand what I'm talking about. That is how it works. Now, I've seen so much. I have seen so much in my little, I'm a very young man, that I've seen so much in my life that these days I was just like, well, let's just see how this one will roll away. Because it will certainly roll away. We have seen it before. It will certainly roll away. I've gone through enough for me to be able to say that. I'm, I'm eminently qualified to talk about trouble. I've seen so much. And I say, this one, anyone that I'm seeing now, I say, it will also pass. And so we go through trials. We grow that fruit of the long suffering through trials. The Bible says in James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith worketh patience. It says, But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That is saying that the, the, the trial of our faith will make us what we should be. You know, uh, uh, what do you say now? Um, perfect, wanting nothing. That is, being okay as a child of God. And so, we grow, we develop long-suffering through trials. Also, the Bible says that we develop it by resting in the perfect will of God and His timing. The Bible says in Psalm 37 verse 7, it says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Now, the, the early part is uh, what I want you to pay attention to. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. That's how we grow, you know, um, in uh, long suffering. We just keep going. We wait patiently for the time that the Lord will turn, you know, to us. Like we say, when it is your turn, the Lord will turn to you and you will have your turn around. And so you wait for that time that it will be your turn because your turn will come. They say every dog has its own what? Every dog has its own day. You understand? Your own day will come. That man was neglected, left, you know, to waste away at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. And nobody ever thought anything good could happen ever in his life. But when, the, when God turned in his direction, like we said, it became his turn. And he had his uh, turn around. I pray for somebody here. The Lord will answer your prayers. He will look in your direction. And it will be your turn to testify in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Bible characters that exemplified long-suffering. We have quite a number of them, but we're just going to limit ourselves to, you know, what James is saying to us. Number one, the prophet of old. James chapter 5, verses, uh, I say we read verses 9 and 10. You know, uh, James was encouraging people about patience. He was encouraging people about, he told them to be patient, be patient. And he said that they have the example of the prophet of old. You understand? So I read the scripture. He said, don't grumble. I'm reading, 
sus suspected is NIV. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering. Take the prophet who spoke in the name of the Lord. Take the prophet as an example of patience. You know, they spoke and people didn't listen to them. Rather, they, 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 they treated them very badly. But they didn't quit. They didn't stop. They continued. Praise the name of the Lord. We have another example in Job, whose perseverance was rewarded by what the Lord finally brought about. James chapter 5, verse 11. James chapter 5, verse 11. The Bible says, as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. So we have that example of Job. And we saw what the Lord eventually brought about in the life of Job. He lost everything and he gained them and he gained much more. We saw what happened. And you know that he had the, uh, how, do, how does one say it now? Um, he, could have, he, could have, he could have done something silly during that period. Who? That I don't see any human being, I don't know, I don't know. I don't see any human being that can go the way of Job. I don't see, no, no human being can tell me that they can do that. No human being can tell me that they can do that. And some of the times I begin to wonder, is that actually real? Is he, is there, is he? I mean, look at all that happened to him. And the wife said that cause God and die. You know, it's not necessarily to say, God, I, I curse you. It's just to say, well, you can't help me, I fashion you. You can't help me, I go for another help elsewhere. It, she was simply saying to, the, to, to her husband, leave this God and go your way. You understand? And so, but the man persisted and stayed all through the trials and tribulations. And the Bible made us to understand from that scripture, it said, Lord, what the Lord finally brought about. And we know what the Lord finally brought about. Everything that he lost, he gained them and had much more. So much that the Bible says that the latter days of Job were better than the former. Praise God. So we also have another example of those who exemplified long-suffering. We have the gentleman called Abraham. Abraham too waited patiently he waited patiently and eventually received what was promised him. And so if there's somebody here and you believe this is what God is leading uh, or minister to you, you believe that you are a child of God, just come and learn from Abraham. Abraham stayed with God even sometimes when God will be making promises to him. You remember when verse, uh, in Genesis chapter 15, by the time God came down and, behind, and began to rehearse everything that he had for Abraham. Abraham said to God, what exactly is all this good thing that you are talking about to me since I go without a child? I mean, why do I need cattle? Why do I need all those big, big things? I don't even have a child to bequeath those things to. So what are you talking? And God said, relax, I'm going to meet, I'm going to address everything that I promised you. And okay, so the Bible made us understand that the man continued to hope upon hope. He waited with God. And eventually the Bible says in Hebrews, Chapter 6, verse 15. 
Hebrews chapter 6, verse 15, the Bible says, And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. And so please, I'm going to encourage somebody. You will eventually get what God has promised you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I don't hide my challenges. I, I talk, you know, sometimes pastors talk about nice things that have happened to them. And the members will begin to wonder, I can never get it this good, the way this man is getting it. Now, I say some of the things that happen nicely, and I say things that, don't, that didn't happen nicely. I told, I've told you this before. I started building my, house, my first house, and I did not enter to live in a house that I built by myself until after 16 years. I kept building. There was always problem. My case was like that of Isaac, that he was digging the well, and they came to fight him, and they would leave, and he would go and dig another well, and they would fight him, and he left until he got to a place that he had a rehoboat. You know, exactly like that. I had it many times, and I kept having challenges with them until God led me to this new one, and we built it, and the trouble came initially. But eventually, I just chose not to go the way that I went earlier. I just stayed with God, and I insisted on certain things. I didn't allow them to push me and all that. And that's the house that I'm living. Now, I'm saying this to you. It's not like I'm showing off uh, negative things in my life. But I'm saying this to encourage somebody who might have been waiting on the Lord or waiting for some things, and it appeared like it is taking forever to come. It will eventually come if you stay. But if you go, if you leave, the devil can give you something that will look like it. Somebody came to my office many years, and he was, he was telling me about his travail in the kingdom of darkness. And he said, it is a devil that will give you a cap, and it will take your head. So please stay with him, and you can be rest assured that he that will come will eventually come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Another example is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Say, look into Jesus, the, found, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Praise the name of the Lord. It went through so much. It went through so much. And at the end of the day, it pays off. Now, I want to say to somebody here, your waiting is not in vain. And so develop that grace to stand, even in the time this period that you are waiting. Keep standing. Your waiting will not be in vain. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How to display long-suffering that is characteristics of Christ. How to display long-suffering. Praise God. I see some people... When, you know, something, they will hear some wicked news like that. And they'll say, it is well. Sometimes they say, kilo well. And they just say, it is well. What they are simply practicing is this process. It is well. It is not that the thing is shaking them. But the first reaction is, it is well. And when they say it is well, he's saying God is in control. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Praise God. So the first thing is to think, to give thanks. Our first reaction to trial is usually, what, 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 why? Why? 
You can be rest assured that I've said that many, many times. I've said that many, many times. What? Kinibogwele, bye. Have you? I've said that many times. That's our first reaction. But that's not, the, that's not the right reaction. Praise God. So the Bible encourages us to rejoice. Now, is it easy? It is not easy. And so you look at the scripture, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptation. Some of the times when we smile and we say it is well, it is not like the thing is not touching us. It is because we are trying to hang it on God. We are just trying to hang it on, on him. Praise God. Number two, we need to seek God's purpose when we are, that's the way to respond. We seek God's purpose. We, know, we want to find out why is this thing happening. Sometimes God puts in us in difficult situations so that we can be a witness. So that we can be a witness. Praise God. Praise God. My wife and I went through the period of waiting for the fruit of the womb. The short time that we went through it taught me so many lessons. And so, I realized that when I recovered and we started making babies, when I start preaching, I preach the word eloquently. And God gave me little grace to be able to minister to people. And through our testimonies, the Lord has actually brought deliverance to people. The Lord has brought deliverance to people. There was a particular time that I had a son on the seventh day, we rushed the boy back to the hospital because he was jaundiced. And throughout that day, it was like he was not opening his eyes and he was just going to just kaput. So by the time we took the child to the hospital that night and we rushed, one doctor touched him like this. He said, this one is gone. He just walked away. This one is gone. Now, even if he leaves, it will be a vegetable. Just fascious like that. Eh? Just like that. And that's how we started praying, my, my wife and I, and my friend, who was my best man, my very good friend, we started praying. So they took the child into that thing where they put children that are jaundiced so that they can, this light thing, they put them. And there were so many children there. And we kept praying. And we, get, we were getting to understand that, and some children were dying. Ah! We kept praying. We kept praying. We kept praying. So by morning, I cried, God, please now, please. By morning, the doctor, a senior doctor just came around and was doing the work round. And by the time he got to my baby, he said, take this child. I said, Joe, 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 try. Just try a little longer because I thought he was saying no point. That's what I thought. I thought he was saying to me, no point. Let's leave this one. I didn't know that he was saying that this child does not have any reason to be here. In fact, he used those words. I said, hey, Joe, hey, Joe, please, God, please, hey, Joe. He said, no, 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 I don't have a reason to keep this child here. This child is okay. Eh? He said, this child, can you not see this child is okay? Who will I see? Want to suffer me quick or they make it? He said, it's okay. What? What? 
That's how we took the baby. You know, that was now the eighth day. We didn't plan naming ceremony. But that's why we took the baby back home to go and name the baby on the eighth day. You understand now? What am I bringing up? I have had reason, and the boy had all kinds of challenges. There was a time that we were already preparing him for one procedure, surgery, because he could not bleed very well. And somebody just simply told us, said, are you, are you Christians? Uh, you are Christian. You know when challenges come to your life, you are now going to look like idiots, like you don't know anything. Uh, we, are, we are Christians, so very who are you? He now said, can you take this baby home and trust God? And she just gave us our, our own testimony concerning our child. This lady happened to be a doctor and a, what do what they call those who do S3? What do they call them? Radiographer. She, she, yes, she trained as a doctor and a radiographer. And it was while we were doing the, we were taking the X-ray of some whatever that we were in our, in our center. And she told us, and she told us her testimony, fantastic testimony. He said, the God that did that is able to do it. Because you look at the child that you want to, this child, what chance does he have? Oga, that's how we took that child home. We didn't even collect the results. And we paid. And we just believed. And we went home. And that child is well. You understand? We never need that. We didn't need that surgery anymore. And so, what I'm saying is this. Now, I have had reason to tell people who will cry to me and say, ah, this, this, the doctors have said, I will just say to them, do you know something happened concerning my case? Somebody told me to take my child home. Now, if you believe you can do this and do this and do this, just like it happened to me, and they will have testimony. And so, you see, some of the times, the things that we go through is that we may be witnesses to others. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter three, chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, it says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort, now listen, he said, who comforted us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. It is because we have been comforted and so we are now in a place to be a comfort to others. Some of the challenges that happen in our lives, there are things that we have used to encourage people before. Now, this thing happened to us before, and because of that, I mean, because God gave us victory, we have good testimony, you also can have testimony, and it will lift up the faith of some people, and they will just go and do precisely what we're asking them to do, and they will come back with testimony. And so, we will want to find out what exactly is the issue, because sometimes the situation that we're going through may be that we may be witnesses. Other times, we might... It might allow a trial for sanctification of character. For example, the prodigal son might not go back to his father if he did not run out of funds. Do you think that if that boy continued to go the way he was going, do you think he would go to his father? He would not go to his father. It was because he, he, there was nothing for him anymore. And he realized that those who were living with his father that were even servants, they had plenty to eat. And he wanted to struggle with the ration of pigs. They didn't even allow him. How, how base a man can go. They didn't even allow him to eat the food that was meant for pigs. 
And that was when he said, ah, uh-uh, this is just too much. I think I need to retrace my step. Look at the scripture. The Bible says in Luke chapter 15, Luke chapter 15, verses 16, ah, 16 to 18. It says, and he will fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he suddenly realized. He said, how many higher servants of my fathers have bread enough, to, enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. I will say unto him, Father, I have seen it. Oh, I will. It was because of the challenge. Some of the times, God, we might be going in the wrong direction, and God wants to check us. And so it will allow some things to happen in our lives. The, the psalmist says in Psalm 119, verse 67, Psalm 119, verse 67, he said, Before I was afflicted, he said, I went astray. He said, But now have I kept thy word. And so the reason why some challenges may be happening may be so that there will be sanctification of character. Now, remember that his purpose is for our growth and his glory will help us in the trial. Another thing is this. Remember God's promises for such situation. How do you respond? You remember God's promises for such situation. God has made us promises for tough situations such as Romans chapter 8 verse 28. You are very familiar with the scripture. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. All things, all things include those challenges that we're going through. So we need to remember those promises that he has made for such situation. Again, he promised never to leave us nor forsake us. In Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 and 6. It says, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. It says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Okay, so we remember his promise is promised never to leave us. Now, as I conclude, the natural response to provocations and trials is impatience. And this impatience will lead to stress. It will lead to anger. It will lead to frustration. However, as Christians, we are no more, you know, in bondage to these natural responses because we are new creatures in Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he says what? If any man be in Christ. He says what? He's a new creature. He says all things are passed away. All things are becoming. So we are not supposed to react the way we used to react when, when we were our old self. So instead, we would rather respond with patience and in complete trust in the Father's power and purpose. I pray that God will help us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we have just five minutes. Contributions, questions, query, disagreement, whatever. Praise God.
Did we hear what I said? I don't know whether, did we hear what I said? Okay, so we want, I want to know whether you actually listened to what I said. Let's have you ask questions. Or if you don't ask questions, I will ask you questions. Praise the Lord. Because uh, I'm a teacher, not in this place, so Holy Spirit is a teacher. But I'm saying that when I used to be a teacher, you must get feedback from the students to know whether they understand what you have taught them. Okay, so. Thank you, Daddy, for God the bless teaching. You. I have an illustration to, to the question. Okay. Now, when you say something is long, that means it's in comparative to, or you are comparing it with something that is shorter. So, that means there's a starting and an end point for it. So, when, what is the end point of long suffering? <laughs> what is long suffering? Long suffering simply means patience. You understand? And James chapter 1, verses, can we read that scripture? James chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Can we have it up there? Hello? Okay, I don't do this. The Bible says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, verse 4. It says, but let patience have its perfect work. Are you listening to me, Sister Tulu? Okay. Now, God did not give us a time frame that he will answer any question or any... He will do whatever he has told us that he will do. For example, he only told Abraham, he said, walk before me and I will make you great. And he told him, you know, made all kinds of the seed, what will happen and all that and all that. And so he didn't tell him precisely when. So it was just for him to keep walking, walking with him and all that. And so that's why the scripture says, but let patience, he said, the, the trial of your faith works patience. You understand? He said, let patience have its perfect work that you may be entire wanting nothing. Praise God. And so there is no time frame and that is actually what faith is. We keep following him, just trusting him. Praise God. Can you remember the story of uh, Abraham? I mean, the word this was said about Abraham. He said, he kept hoping upon hope. And so, now it may not sound nice in your ears. It doesn't sound nice in the ears of anyone that is going through challenges. It's usually sweet in the mouth of the person to sorrow. It's so easy to talk. You understand? But the person that is going through trials and tribulations is not very... I've been there. Can, you, can I say something? Daddy Gio spoke to provincial pastors. He called us together and spoke to us the other time. And he said that it is easy to console people. And he even used this scripture. He says that uh, he has gone to be with the Lord. Uh, no, no, no. What, what's that scripture now? He said that we should not, um, we should not uh, mourn Yes, he used that scripture. He said that we should not mock like those who don't have hope. He said it's easy to say. He said, but when you are the one at the middle of it, that's when you know it. He said the thing that he has experienced just changed his, his outlook, the way he sees, you know, such issues. If that giant up there can talk like that, 
So what I'm saying to you is, I know that when you are going through your trials, it's not very pleasant. You understand? It's not very pleasant. But still, we need to wait on him and keep hoping and trust him that he that will come, will come. Praise God. Praise God. So if there's any of you that is going through trials right now, remember he has assured you that he will come. You understand? He will come. He will not tarry. Now, this, the, the, you may be looking at time as, ah, I am living in my house now. I'm enjoying it. I've been living there for close to five years now. I'm enjoying myself. And somehow, I'm only telling the story. It has erased the, the trauma, the trouble that I had at the time that I was waiting. You know, the scripture says, hope deferred. Can you quote it? Can you say the scripture? Hope deferred make the heart sick. Now, the latter part of it is when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Okay, so what I'm going to encourage you to do is just keep waiting. You'll discover that by the time God returns to you, he will wipe away the period that you have waited and waited. You, you just begin to smile. It will happen, I can assure you. I've seen so many examples. I've seen so many things. It will wipe it away. I have told you the example of my daughter who wrote an exam and she did not get the result until four years after. She's the one that is now encouraging me. She... She's the one that was crying all the time, that was crying, always crying. You know, she, she had other results. She was, she's actually in the university. She's, uh, she got into university since. She had other results. But she just wanted that one, and she kept crying. And I realized that it would scar her for a long, I mean, maybe forever. And I kept pressing, I kept praying. Four years after, the, the result came. My daughter is not thinking about all the period that she was waiting. She just smiled. As at the time that I was taking her to school yesterday, we were still talking about it. Praise God. So I want to believe that if you are going through some things now, just stay. Go through it. This one also will pass. Praise God. Any other? Any other? Any other contribution? Contribution? If you don't have contribution, now I need somebody to tell me, what is long-suffering? What is long-suffering? Bio, can you tell me what long-suffering is? <laughs> okay, don't worry, don't worry. Let me put you at the spot. What is long-suffering? Who will tell me what long-suffering is? What is long-suffering? Uh -uh. Did you not listen to? Yes, ma'am. Patience. You. Patience. Okay, thank you very much. Can you explain it to me the way I said it? Okay, you, you went in when I started, so you may not really, it's okay. But you, you got it right, ma'am. It is patience. But I tried to explain it. Can somebody who was here when I started explain what long-suffering? I told you long-suffering is made up of a... Uh, 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 Long and temper. Okay, so it now bringing it together is now long tempered. And I said, as against what? Short temper. Praise God. Now, can you explain what long suffering, apart from that word patience, what does it mean? 
what does patience actually mean? What does long suffering mean? Capacity to endure something that is difficult. Exactly. Thank you. Capacity to endure something that is difficult and something that is uh, not agreeable to us. Okay, so that's the reason why somebody will get angry if they say something. <laughs> is it because something that is that is also agree with has been said? You, you know, praise God. And sometimes we are like, ah, hey, because something that is not pleasant has happened. And so long suffering means that we're 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 going to keep our cool in the face of that. And I did say to us that it is not something that is easy. It is as the spirit of God grows in us. And so we yield ourselves to the Spirit of God and we grow in it. We begin to see ourselves manifesting it the way you, we should manifest. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Let's rise to our feet this night. Now we're just going to pray one prayer. Say, Father, say, Father, let this word, let this word achieve its purpose in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord my God, I am asking Jehovah that this word will achieve its purpose. The word that I've had this night, let it achieve its purpose in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, Lord, I ask Jehovah, Lord, that the word that I've had tonight will achieve its purpose in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It will give me the capacity, the capacity to stay strong. Father, Lord, in the face of, in the face of difficult situations, and in the face of provocation, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will give me the grace to restrain myself from acting negatively because I've been provoked. My Father, my God, Lord, I ask, O oh Lord, that your word, O oh Lord, will help me tonight. It will bring forth fruits in my life. Only fruit, 60 fruits, 30 fruits, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Our Father and our God, we want to thank you for tonight. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for your word that we have heard. Thank you for the way you will expand the word in our hearts. We say glory be to your holy name. Please accept our praises in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that the grace, O oh Lord, to do as we have been taught, Father, grant unto us in Jesus' mighty name, that the world will know that indeed, your spirit is in us as we bear the fruit of the spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, almighty God. Glory be to your holy name, for we have prayed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.